Hello, world, and welcome to We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 489. I'm labeling this one Positive Habits. It's Monday, June 7th, 2021. And I'll tell you what, it was a warm one in central New York yesterday, right here on the lake shores of Lake Ontario. Felt like 90 degrees yesterday. It was warm. Currently it's 70 degrees Fahrenheit, feels like 70. Highs are gonna be about 84, and the winds are gently blowing out of the south, southeast, three miles per hour. If it's your first time here, we live on a planet, welcome. If you're coming back, welcome back. I appreciate you. We just talk stuff and things, share stuff, ideas, thoughts, positive quotes, and we'll do that right when we come back. This one's a mantra. We'll be right back. Just get that stuck in your head for the day. Welcome back. This is from Mahatma Gandhi. Keep my words positive. Words become my behaviors. Keep my behaviors positive. Behaviors become my habits. Keep my habits positive. Habits become my values. Keep my values positive. Values become my destiny. Mahatma Gandhi. That's why I'm labeling this one positive habits. I think one of the positive habits I started was becoming sober and continuing to stay sober. August will be six, six years for me, and I really can't believe that I'm actually able to celebrate that. And um, six years. Thank you. It's been a struggle. It's not always easy. And uh, my head still is not totally cleared out I mean I drank for so many years for and towards the end really hard and um, beer was my alcohol of choice and I'm still a little foggy from it I it, it takes a long time to get your feelings back because I masked it for so long with alcohol self-medicating trying to work through my mental health struggles and my, my own demons. So my positive habit is not drinking and trying to be mindful and live each day to its fullest, I guess. I'm trying. It was really a great time seeing my friend. If you follow the show, you know I was telling you the other day that my friend is in town from Oregon, and I got to see him and his family, and his kids are growing up so much, and we celebrated his wife's birthday along with others in her family. And it was the first time that uh, her family had been able to have a get together in a while. I will be able to see him at least one more time before he has to head back. It's he's Even though he's only 20 some odd minutes away from where I am right now, he, he's a busy guy. He's got a lot of people to see. His time is limited, and so I totally... I'm understanding and grateful for any bit of time I get to see him. I wished he still lived right down the street from me. That's, and it's funny how we became friends. We just became friends from me walking into the gas, 
it was because I was walk. Uh, <laughs> How did I meet him? I'm gonna just try to tell you. I used to go to this gas station all the time, and he worked there. And um, I would get out of work, and I instantly go there and buy my beer. And I just got to know him from him working at the counter. And then we became really good friends. And here it is over 10 years later, just out of a chance conversation at a gas station that he worked at right here in town at the time, over 10 years ago. Crazy, crazy how time flies. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. Speaking of flying, Jeff Sharkey was flying this weekend. He came from all the way from 13th place and finished in seventh place. So congratulations. That's three races in a row with top 10, top 10 finish for Jeff Sharkey. He's a race car driver of race car number 66, which this Wednesday I will be releasing my interview with Jeff. So you can stay tuned for that and keep your ears out for that. Also, this Wednesday, I'm really looking forward to my last pool dive, and then I be um, become one more step to, for my certification for my scuba. That will be nice, and I've been really learning a lot from scuba and from the coach. He's a great teacher. He was a, a football coach for over 40 years in a local town near us, a town over from us, right in Baldwinsville, New York. And uh, he's just a great coach. And that's his nickname, Coach. I call him Coach. And everybody does. He's just, he's got that in him. All right, stick around when we come back. I'll try to ramble some, <laughs> ramble some more and tell you some more stuff that's going on in my life. If I can spit it out, we'll be right back. And we are back. It should be easy for me to do this. This is almost 500 episodes. I shouldn't have pauses and this and that. Sometimes it just flows. It really does. You know, it's really exciting. I didn't even get to tell you Friday what's happening today right here in Oswego, New York, in my hometown. PBS is doing a shoot today at Aquaspa Float and Wellness Center. And you've heard me talk an awful lot about Aquaspa Float and Wellness Center and how my wife and I became their first members. I'm actually their first. Kimberly's their second. And we go and float once a month, and we've tried a bunch of their different modalities. And PBS is a if you're not here in America and you don't and you're like, what's PBS? PBS is public stands for Public Broadcasting Service. It's been around for 50 years, nonprofit television service. And um, the PBS shoot today at Aqua Spa Float and Wellness Center, my wife and I were invited by the owners of Aqua Spa to partake in this photo shoot or video shoot today because they're shooting a whole video at Aqua Spa. And... The fun part about it is we really have no clue what to expect. We're going into it totally blind. We don't know what they're going to do. We don't know if we're going to be interviewed ourselves 
are they going to just have us in the background enjoying their modalities? Are they going to have us give us give a testimonial? We really don't know. We just were asked by the owners, Terry and Tammy, if we would like to participate. And it's a great opportunity and sounds like fun. And we love Aqua Spa. We're one of their biggest fans. So, yeah, we're we're doing that today. And my wife's awful excited. So am I. I'm really I'm nervous about it, though. I've got a lot of anxieties. I struggle with anxieties and nerves. And I'll get through it. It's just the unknown. So I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm anxious, maybe I should just say what my wife's been saying is say to yourself that you're excited instead of being anxious. Just tell yourself that and try to go into that mindset. And I think that's good advice. Like I was saying, uh, Wednesday, I'll be getting into the pool and my hands get, everything's been fun and I'm learning all kinds of stuff and I'm fine in my wetsuit, but my hands have been getting cold. So after I do my last bit of skill sets with coach he allows us to quote unquote blow bubbles in the pool just go and experiment and after you're done he'll go go ahead and uh, blast through your tank and enjoy the pool and then you just get to dive on your own in in the pool and learn and adjust your buoyancy and do it all all the things that you've just been taught and what I'm going to do after I do my certification with him is put my gloves on and practice all my skill sets that he taught me without my gloves because that thickness that dexterity is going to be different having those on and I'm definitely going to need them when I dive so like taking my mask off letting it fill with water then putting it back on and clearing it um, doing all those skill sets with my gloves on are, are going to be a lot different. So I'm really looking forward to being able to, um, able to do that. And um, I've been slowly working on my painting again. I, It's just like a lot of things. For some reason, I'll have a, I'll jump right in, have a lot of interest in it, and then unfortunately I'll lose interest my drone for example I love the concept of it I love that I have it but I just haven't flown it and and enjoyed it enough because it for one it's not fun to fly by yourself I just don't have anybody to really fly it with and then I'll just get I was just gonna say nervous excited (laughs) about flying it and uh I, I don't know. Instead of enjoying it, I'm always like, I don't want to crash it. I don't want this. I don't want that. And I should just enjoy it. Yeah. All right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to learn some stuff. We'll be right back. Come on back with me. We'll learn. Welcome back. Welcome back. Are you old enough to remember Welcome Back, Kata? Gosh, that was a fun show. I'm old enough to remember that and enjoying it very much. And the sweat hogs. All right, here we are. We are over at the fact site. 
thefactsite.com. We're going to learn something. This is written by Becca Marsh, so thank you, Becca, for doing the, the legwork for me. This was last updated March 17, 2021, so we know that it's uh, pretty current. And this is a brief history of Nerf. Nerf, yeah. Do you know what Nerf stands for? Non-expanding recreational foam. Nerf. It's a well-known children's toy. It was well-known for its foam shooting blasters that's been around since the 1980s. But how I remember Nerf, Nerf began as the world's first indoor ball. It was a yellow ball. I remember that. Nerf started life as a football game in 1969 designed by a game inventor based in Minnesota, USA. Uh, Ren Geyer pitched his indoor football concept to American toy manufacturer Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers were not interested in the game. However, they were impressed with the ball. He, Geyer had invented a 4-inch or 10-centimeter polyurethane foam ball which was suitable to use indoors and it was soft and would not break anything. Parker Brothers saw the potential and in 1970 decided to market the ball as as Nerf Ball, the world's first indoor ball. Their marketing slogan for the Nerf Ball was, throw it indoors, you can't damage lamps or break windows, you can't hurt babies or old people. (laughs) Okay, that that was their slogan. Quote, throw it indoors. You can't damage lamps or break windows. You can't hurt babies or old people. Old quote, end quote. (laughs) The ball became a popular toy as it fulfilled the needs for children to be able to play indoors without damaging items or injure family members, especially the older babies, right? We got to be careful of them, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of the first year, over 4 million Nerf balls had been sold. Wow. Following this success, in 1972, the Super Nerf Ball was released, as well as products as Nerf, Nerf it, Nerf Oop, a basketball game using the super, Super Nerf Ball. And that's what I remember growing up. We played Nerf Hoop. And it was real popular, and you had the little mini basketball hoop, and it was uh, fun. It was fun. But, yeah, so Nerf, like I said, it, it was just a ball. But the first Nerf gun was launched in 1989, 20 years after the company was founded. And they have a picture of it on the fax site, and it's so 80s with the colors. And it just was a pump action. You'd put this little round Nerf ball inside of it, and it would shoot out the round Nerf ball. Although Nerf, it is most famous for its blasters and guns. It really didn't start producing them until 1989, like I said, 20 years after releasing the world's first indoor ball. Nerf decided to launch its first Nerf blaster called Blast-A-Ball. Blast-A-Ball. It was the first handheld foam weapon designed by Nerf. They used a pump action to shoot the ball. One year later, Nerf released the upgraded Blastomatic and was the beginning of the Nerf guns. In 1991, they saw the release of the bow and arrow. 
Nerf's first gun to shoot arrows and the first of its kind to resemble a bow. The first series of Nerf blasters to be released were originally branded as Original Nerf. However, this was changed in 1994. 1994, the original Nerf was discontinued and the brand and the new branding for the gun guns were called Nerf Action. Nerf Action. But boy, I'm telling you what, it just blew up into Nerf guns now. And how popular they still have. They're just, they're really well-designed products. And there's a lot more that you can learn on the fact site about Nerf, Nerf guns, or any other fact if you're interested in that. And I encourage you to get a wrinkle on your brain and um, head on over there. Stick around when we come back. We'll learn some more things. I'll be right back. And we're back, just like that. It was like we went nowhere at all. Did you go anywhere? I don't know. All right, we're at the History Channel. Learn a little history. I love learning history, and on this day in history, 1913, first successful ascent of Denali. When I was growing up, Denali was called Mount McKinley. It's the highest point in America and the American continent at 20,320 feet. On June 7, 1913, Hudson Stuck, an Alaskan missionary, led the first successful ascent to, of Denali, formerly known as Mount McKinley. Yeah, I don't know about mountain climbing. It's nothing that's really ever interested in me, that's for sure. All right, here we are also on this day in black history. 1979, Texas passes a bill becoming the first state in the nation to make Juneteenth an official state holiday. 1979. World War II. 1942, the Battle of Midway ends. The Battle of Midway, we just talked the other day how uh, on this day the Battle of Midway had begun. It was one of the most decisive U.S. victories in the war against Japan. That's what I had said before, and it ended on this day in 1942. India, 1893, Gandhi's first act of civil disobedience. And we started off the show with a quote from Gandhi, which is a mantra, really. And it was in 1893 on today's date. Here's one in Great Britain, my listeners that are over across the pond. 1939, King George VI becomes the first British monarch to visit the U.S. And it is the six, I believe. It's in Roman numerals. V-I, yeah, six. I always remember I-V as four and then V-5. But the reason how I can remember I-V is for is a teacher and i don't even remember what teacher it was but when i was a little kid or no it was right in in uh high school i think it was in high school because we had to learn roman numerals and it was 
why would you want a kid? Why would you want to give a four-year-old an IV, like an intravenous medication? Why would you want to give a four-year-old an IV? And so whenever I would see that, that stuck to me, IV. Mm, yeah, okay. Way off topic. <laughs> um, invention in science. Thank you for whatever teacher that was that helped me remember that Roman numeral. Sorry, I can't give you credit to whoever you are. Inventions in science, 1962. Switzerland becomes the first drive-through bank. Wow, now drive-through banks are just, they have drive-through liquor stores in like Arizona and other places where you just drive through. And U.S. presidents, 1966, Ronald Reagan nominated for governor of California. Former actor. Yeah, Ronald Reagan was an actor. Native American history, 1866. Chief Seattle dies near the city named after him. 13 years after American settlers founded the city named after him, Chief Seattle dies in a nearby village of his people. All right. Art, literature, and film history, 1976. New York Magazine publishes the story that becomes Saturday Night Fever. You know that disco musical? Saturday Night Fever. Saw it many times. Here's a natural disaster and environment, an environment way back in 1692. A massive earthquake destroys a Jamaican town. Massive uh Earthquake devastates the town of Port Royal in Jamaica, killing thousands. 1692. I think Southern California just had an earthquake the other day, if memory serves. So to my listeners out there, I hope everything went well. And I think that sums up this day of history. Those are just, I just skimmed the fat. We just, uh... A little skimming of the fat. There's a lot more you can learn at this day of history. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate that. I want to go with that mantra from Mahatma Gandhi one more time. What we started the show off with, Positive Habits, is this name of the show. Keep my words positive, words become my behaviors. Keep my behaviors positive, behaviors become my habits. Keep my habits positive, habits become my values. Keep my values positive, values become my destiny. I like that. All right, thanks for your time. The most valuable gift you could ever give me cranking up the music a little bit it's a recording i made or sounds i made using GarageBand, the app and the race car that you hear cruising is car number 66 jeff sharkey who this wednesday i will be speaking with so tune in this wednesday to hear that interview with Jeff Sharkey. I appreciate your time. 
as always, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental. And I will talk to you again real soon. Peace, my friends.